are some things that we can do um, because we've kind of gone over a bunch of different scenarios where you might need to have dialogue instead of debate or instead of, you know, just kind of agree to disagree. Yeah. And so we want to challenge you to, to take these these 10 things and like find someone that you know disagrees mm-hmm. with you or you disagree with them and, and just have, open up a dialogue. And so I think the first thing is in order for anything to, to, to you know, transpire in this process of trying to connect with people who, who you normally disagree with, you got to have you got to have active listening. Mm-hmm. It's like the foundation um, of understanding. And I think listening with care um, shows other people that their perspective uh, about the world uh, matters and has met merit. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. I'm Janelle. And I'm Eddie. And we're the Copelands. We are entrepreneurs, parents, business and life coaches. Lifelong learners and so much more. On this podcast, we share some of our best and worst experiences. <laughs> From raising kids to building businesses or having a career you always dreamt of, we tackle it all. And all the funny moments in between. Look, life can be a challenge and sometimes you just need the right friends to help you push through. Pushing you to the right mindset and perspective that shifts life in your favor. So if you're like us and you're always looking to grow, laugh, and dream big, this is the place for you. So get ready to be pushed. Welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. And I'm Edward Copeland. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. That's good. It's good to see you. Oh, you're in purple. I didn't even know No, this. this is Periwinkle. Whoever yeah. who knows that? Um, so for those of you that want to know, this sweatshirt is a Lululemon dupe. That means that's like the cool way of saying knockoff. Um and I found it at Costco the other day for thirteen dollars. And yeah. I was like, Oh my God. Like, I think those, these scuba sweatshirts, I have them in every color from Lulu. Lulu. Uh-huh. I'm embarrassed to say, I think they're like $118 or something like that. Something ridiculous. Everything at Lulu is like 118 Right. Anyways, this was 13 at Costco. I posted on my stories. Everyone was like, where, what Costco, what colors did they have? And so then they started sending me pictures and yeah. So here Oh, that they got it? Yeah. And then I shared my favorite leggings and their Lululemon dupes also. Mm-hmm. At um, Costco? No, they're from Amazon. Oh, okay. And I will never buy any leggings other than these. So I'll put them in the show notes. Anyways. <laughs> Wait, uh, can we just say, does Costco know that you're, like, they have dupes? Yeah. They, they they're aware? They, okay. I mean, they sell them. They make them. Right. Yeah. So yeah. listen, uh, today we're going to dive right into this topic because I think it's a big one. Agreeing to disagree. What does that mean? Um, and why are we talking about that? We're talking about it in today's day and age because we have an upcoming <laughs> political presidential um, election. Yeah. And right now, I think I was listening to something on Apple News the other day and they were saying like, our democracy is like in jeopardy mm-hmm. because people, you're just like so stuck in what you believe in and there's no room for debate healthy discussion there's no room to try on alternate perspectives so we're not going to talk about politics in right. this conversation because this is not a political podcast right but i do think it's important that um you know we talk about trying on different perspectives in so many different areas of our lives and so yeah right now again with the presidential election coming up I just find so many people like, oh, if you vote for this person, like I can't talk to you. And I've been a part of that camp at some point. (laughs) Like 
there was a point yeah. where I think our whole family was. And now it's like, okay, well, uh, a couple years have gone by and, you know, there are some things that have come out and surfaced since the last presidential election. And I think we're leaning more towards maybe we're maturing, right? We're leaning more towards like, well, there are some healthy discussions and debates that we've been having with people that we don't necessarily agree with, but can you try on alternate perspectives? And the answer is yes. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to pull a statement that, um, that you, you do sometimes, or it's not a statement. It's a, it's a question. I feel attacked no. already. You have to give me credit that I'm actually pretty good at this. Okay. Like I, I, I love talking to people who share different opinions, especially when it comes to politics. Yeah. But you have a friend group. And all you do is you look forward to debating and winning. No, I'm your wife. So I know you. I'm not supposed to tell anyone. But like, John, if you're listening, like any any of your friends, like you're they want to win, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're going to be talking about today. How not to try to win. Right. But but I think it depends on that depends on the the circle of friends that you have, the group that you have, if if that's the type of relationship Mm -hmm. that you have. And that's what I think is important for you. But the big thing I think that's that is the problem. And and this is a public survey service announcement mm-hmm. to everyone listening and spread the news we do not have dialogue and we do not have debate mm-hmm. right as citizens now mm-hmm. do that we have people who go on television and have debates yes do we it, but it doesn't happen often those are so toxic and dysfunctional no, most I, of the time though most of the time but really good ones are great to watch mm-hmm. when you watch two people who have really in-depth knowledge about a very specific topic, whether it be religion, whether it be you know um, politics or whatever the the the, it, the topic is. But to have that conversation is great because you pull something from both perspectives, and it usually shapes you to be a little bit more well-rounded. And so we wanted to have this because I think that when it comes to really being a person that you know. I think many people want to say that they're open-minded, that they actually have a, a great perspective on mm-hmm. life. You cannot have a great perspective if you don't understand the other perspectives. Right. So I just want to put that out there as like Unless the premise. Unless you think your perspective is right all the but time. But even if you think your perspective is right, you can only get there if you try it on the other ones right. first. Well, that's <laughs> the kind of the point of today is right. that everyone like vehemently thinks that like I am 100% right. Right. Like, my perspective's right. That's the point of debating or arguing is that you're debating what you believe to be true. Right. And so we just wanted to kind of talk today about some recent like we were in the car um, not too long ago. Remember, we were on a long drive and we were listening to the All In podcast. And who was on the podcast that we were listening Uh, to? It was Tucker Carlson. Right. Which, you know, not a big fan of. And so we kind of forced ourselves to listen to it, which we do often. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we're not big Fox News people, but. Every now and then we turn it on just to kind of hear the different perspective. And so uh, we have some family members which shall remain anonymous. They only lean in one direction. And so we're constantly challenging them. Why don't you flip the channel sometimes and watch it? Not from a perspective of like, oh, screw them. But from a perspective of maybe you could learn something about the other side of the argument. And I really think that that's like what needs to happen right now with like the whole Israel and Palestine thing, right? right? Like so many people are like expecting you to pick a side and it's to the point where it's so toxic. You can't even have a talk about it, a debate about it. Yeah, because you get slapped with a label. Right. Either way. 
I mean, I saw Jay Shetty post something the other day on Instagram. I, I, I'm just gonna say, I think Instagram's toxic, by the way. <laughs> but I saw Jay Shetty post something about like a conversation he had with his wife. And in the comments, one of the first comments I read, and has he stood up for Palestine? Oh. And so someone in the comments is like, oh, why must he stand up for Palestine? Right. Like, because he's brown and you think he's from that region or right, something. Right. And so, you know, not everyone has to take a stand. Like, maybe he has Jewish friends. Maybe he's got Palestinian friends. Like, he doesn't want to publicly take a stance because maybe he's just focused on researching and trying to support the friend groups that he has, which honestly, that's the camp I'm in. Like, right. how can I support you in the group that you're in? Because I'm just one person. I can't change it. Right? Yeah. And I think that if you look at situations like that, in, in when people take a stand, right, and then people disagree with those stands, we, we label them in our society mm -hmm. and we banish them or we cancel them. And typically what I have found is that people arrive at a certain perspective because they have a certain amount of information that you may not necessarily have, mm -hmm. or maybe you have that information and the, and in, within that information, you still feel a certain way and that's p perfectly fine. Right. But the fact that we don't explore with curiosity of how did you get there? Yep. How did you get to that perspective? Uh, and we slap that label on then we we've squashed our ability to actually learn from the situation so when we were listening to the all in podcast and we were listening to tucker carlson there were many times we paused and we said we now, had such great debate right and we we started having dialogue mm -hmm. because we were like now the way that that was put i understand how mm -hmm. he arrived there mm -hmm. we may not agree mm -hmm. but we definitely understand how he arrived there and it, it, this was in a different form than what we were normally right. seeing Tucker Carlson, and which wish, is in, on Fox, and he's giving right. like hit hard hitting because mm -hmm. he's trying to get views, right? And it's so polarizing. it's polarizing, and it's it and it's not a lot of context, mm -hmm. and it and it's it it's speaking to a specific audience that wants to hear that specific mm -hmm. version uh, in that way, right? Right. And that conversation, like one thing we talked about a lot was like he said, and this is a white guy saying we have to stop talking about racism, mm -hmm. which is so triggering for people, right? right? The context that he gave, though, was he was like referencing books and historical events of anytime you want to create unity, you have to first stop, stop talking about the things that differentiate you. Right. He started, and we were like, oh. he was saying you de-emphasize the differences that you have and you emphasize mm -hmm. the common ground, which right. I thought was so finding more commonality. Right helps us move every party's agenda forward versus only focusing on the differences, right? right? And we were like, God, that's such an interesting, good way to put it. You never really thought about it. Like right. if you hear a white guy say, we got to stop talking about racism. Yeah, because you're the oppressor, right? <laughs> and that's where the conversation usually right. goes. But it was a really interesting conversation that we paused several times and had amazing dialogue. And so then today... Um, what really sparked and solidified this conversation and the title and the topic was um, there was a recent interview with Candace Owens on the Bill Maher show. Yeah. So Bill Maher has this. Um, it's not his normal real time. It's his Club uh, Random. That's mm -hmm. the name of the show. Club Random with Bill Maher. Mm. And so um, this is kind of like a more relaxed version of Bill Maher. And if you know who Bill Maher is, he, he is. He is very outspoken. He's a comedian. He's had a show on HBO for, I mean, at least two decades. Yeah. I mean, for a very long time. But he's a political and, comedian. And he's a political comedian, and he is, you know, very liberal, mm -hmm. right? 
Um, and to have to see him have Candace Owen on, who, if you don't know who Candace Owen is, um, she really kind of came to fame in a lot of that time during you know, the 2020 and when we were having a lot of Black Lives Matter things. And she was very outspoken in, on a com- conservative perspective mm-hmm. that made her very polarizing. So as she's well. a black, 34 year old, black American conservative pol- uh, political commentator. And she apparently now has her own show. Yeah. And so Bill Maher has her on. By the way, I'm sure that so much of his content and jokes <laughs> were around Candace Owens. At like, some point. At some point, yeah. right? Yeah. And so sure. to see them on the show together, we were like, oh gosh, this is so interesting. And so we sat down, we watched it. And it was really interesting because there were some topics they you know argued about in a respectful way like oh come on you can't possibly believe that like what about this and they were fact checking each other and then like saying okay i stand corrected right you're right um but still this is how i got to this point this is why i feel this way okay well this is my perspective right and ultimately it was extremely healthy yeah and very insightful um, to watch as, you know, viewers. And then we just started talking about how, like, this is what's missing. Like, I think in America, in households, in, you know, multi-generations, like, we can't communicate with each other because we don't want to have dialogue. We just want to debate. Right. And then it's like, okay, well, we can agree to disagree. Do you know where that phrase came from, by the way? No. So it says... Um, in 1770, which is a long damn time ago, <laughs> the phrase agree to disagree appeared in print in its modern meeting when the death of George Whitefield, John Wesley, a memorial sermon, whatever, acknowledged but downplayed the two men's uh, doctrinal differences. So it was just a phrase that someone said that they coined in 1770. So interesting. Right. And so, so- well, we can agree to disagree. That's a way to shut it down. But yeah, and so I want people to know too that we're not saying agree to disagree to shut down the conversation. Because I think that when people hear that, it's it's they weaponize it. They're like, well, we're just going to agree right. to disagree, mm-hmm. right? And it's this with this attitude that I am not willing to tolerate your perspective any longer. Right. And so we're just going to end the conversation. What we're saying agree to disagree is that when we watched, you know, Candace Owen and Bill Maher talk. They were enjoying the conversation right. while they were disagreeing. Right. And I think that that, to me, when you is think the about. the definition of agree to disagree. That's the definition of agree to disagree. But it's also an exercise of intellectual honesty. Mm, right. For sure. And, and I think that there are times where we have to be more intellectually honest and say, hey, I, you know, I understand you arrived at this perspective by some version of your experience mm-hmm. that you pull it from mm-hmm. and i'm okay with that yeah well the phrase acknowledges like that both parties are unlikely to change their views and suggest that they should just respect each other's opinions yeah and so we're here for it but also like if you're just shutting down things in life with other people so maybe you're like well i'm not being interviewed you know for anything political um, I try to stay away from political debates. You know, I don't even talk to people. That's really that. what we're talking about today. <laughs> right. So why are you, because you're always saying, like, this is what's wrong with people and politics. <laughs> right. Like, we don't talk about politics. We should be talking about politics and how they impact people. But it should be in a respectful um, way that helps move the conversation forward and stimulate, like, different opinions and thoughts. I think, I, yeah, and so this is going to be, I'm going to, 
pass judgment. I think it's extremely immature mm-hmm. to not talk about something as important as politics, even when you, it, they, it may be uh, uh, triggering for someone mm-hmm. or you may talk about something they firmly disagree with. I just think that we that's what children do. Children avoid conversations because... Yeah, a lot of adults do that. Huh? A lot of adults do that. No, I'm saying that's why it's immature, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Because like, like to say we don't talk about politics, yeah. it's like, so I have a... What you're saying is this. I have my opinions and my values. I don't want to share them with you. Mm-hmm. They're never going to change. I believe and what I'm I believe. In, right. And so which, which, but what you're also saying is, is I'm a person that is not open-minded because I don't want to hear your perspective. That's mm-hmm. why I'm not telling you mine. Mm-hmm. And I'm not willing to grow or evolve and change based on new information, based on new standings and things that may happen in the world. That is downright silly. Yeah. Right? I think that that, I think smart people who say that don't realize how dumb it sounds. Yeah. So let me ask you, when was the last conversation that you had where you disagreed with someone, um, but it was a dialogue versus a debate? So um, I know the answer to this. What, what, what it's a you? quiz. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the other night you came home mm-hmm. and you were on a phone call with your friend. Brandon, oh, yes. And you guys started somehow talking about the Bible. Yeah. And I was like, mm, he should not come for my husband right. when it comes right. to the Bible. And I was waiting so bad. I wanted so badly to send Brandon a text and be like, don't fall into this trap. <laughs> Eddie's waiting to debate with you. And you enjoy that, right? Yeah. I think I think talking about religion and talking about the history of religion is important mm-hmm. and i think it's, I, I feel the exact same way about that as i think about um you know politics i understand there's a, la- a layer of faith that goes around that goes into spirituality and religion but talking about it and talking about different aspects of it is important mm-hmm. and so we got into this conversation and uh, we debated for i think it was about two hours yeah at least it and, cut into but my I, nighttime but, routine but i know but one of the things i think that was I know for a fact is that we're still going to be best friends, mm-hmm. right? Well, you're my best friend. And he's my yeah. best friend. Okay, watch yourself. <laughs> I know. But we're still going to be good friends. Yeah. And it's, it's like it has nothing to do with our relationship. Do you think it's a guy thing? Like you, I think guys, from what I have seen, yeah. um, based on my own experience, mm-hmm. I think guys tend to be able to handle that more than what I've seen from uh, from women. I think women get really firm into that, whatever their belief system is and value system. And politics for women, I think, have a little bit more... Um, emotional it, pull. It's emotional pull. There's intimacy to that mm-hmm. because a lot of times it has to do with their bodies. Mm-hmm. It has to do with their freedoms, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that there's a little bit more to that. So I understand that, and I understand that that's also something that, um, you know, as a man, I don't have to deal with. Right. I think maybe, uh, and I would love for the audience to kind of like chime in on this. I feel like maybe women's emotions can get the best of us sometimes. And it's like, girl, are you arguing with me about this? And, and then it doesn't allow for, I mean, I have great debates with my girlfriends. We have good conversations about lots of things, but I think when we have conversations, it's mostly like we're learning from each other and like, you, you know, sharing things, but we don't, like yeah. Controversial topics. No, I mean, but we, I mean, my, most of my friends, we kind of believe the same things. Like, like no one's going to out of left field be like, oh yeah, I'm so glad, you know, Roe versus Wade was overturned. Like, 
no one's going to say that. That would be like, girl, what? Like we're all mothers of daughters. And so, and I'm talking about my good friends that I've grown up with, but I do have friends, you know, business acquaintances and like other friends from different groups that like they're super religious, not really my thing, but I don't knock it, you know? Um, and I, I can come to your church event, but you know, there's boundaries and, and so, yeah, I do have friends of different walks of life is what I'm saying. And there are things that they agree with that I don't, but I wouldn't say we get into big debates, especially like I'm not going to get into a debate with one of my super religious friends about abortion. Mm. I'm just not going to talk about that because they believe what they believe the Bible to say. And I'm not going to like you like to cite chapter and verse. (laughs) I'm not well versed on the Bible like that, but I believe what I believe based on my experience, based on research that I've done about women's health, based on the fact that I'm a mother of daughters and I just believe in freedom of choice. And so if one of my super religious church friends thinks that it's murdering babies and Jesus doesn't want you to do that, there's nothing I can say to debate that. Mm -hmm. The only thing I would ask is that like, okay, well I wrote, I uh, respect your opinion. It's based on your beliefs. And I need you to respect my opinion, what I teach my children. Right. Right. And And there wouldn't be really a debate about that. Right. Do you think that you know how they got there? Because I I say that because, you know, it's a sensitive topic Mm -hmm. and it's one of those things that I think people want to preserve their relationship so they avoid it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, But it's interesting to find out how they got there. Like, I'm always so like interested like how did you get to that well they get there you know why right you grew up in a certain religion you went to church every sunday you were baptized whatever right baptized christened whatever and you've carried those beliefs as an adult Mm -hmm. i believe in some cases without challenging them or revisiting them um and that's just what you believe right a lot of people do that with you know, politics too. Right. Like your family was Republican. You were raised in a Republican household. And so now you vote Republican. Right. I think a lot of the friends that we have that are, you know, that pride themselves in research and emotional intelligence and, you know, like personal development and growth. I've seen a lot of them change parties and Mm. they have different reasons. And then I've seen a lot of parents be really upset about that. Right. And I think that's a lack of emotional intelligence or emotional maturity to think that whatever you raised your kid to believe, they're supposed to believe that for the rest of their lives. Right. We have the biggest debates with our daughters all the time. And I would just say like, we're a household of debaters. I don't think that it gets like, heated and people want to rip each other's heads off. But I think we're always trying to get them to understand different perspectives and vice versa. And I mean, we've debated everything Right. when the R Kelly stuff was out, you know, we right. were debating like, Oh, if one of our daughters said, you know, if the girl is not 18, she cannot consent. And I was like, okay, well, have you not been in high school and been attracted to someone who was a little bit older? Nope, she can't. She cannot. She does legally. She can't consent. So she has no voice. I'm like, it doesn't really work like that right. in the real world. Right. Yeah. And then they think like, well, we're older and <laughs> that used to fly back then, but it doesn't now. And so, you know, there's just yeah. a lot of debates that we've had. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of the things I think about is, is for most people, us included, um, you come to a belief system 
usually the majority of what you know is absent of other uh, beliefs. Meaning that, like, when I learned when I my, my mom t- you know took me to church, and so we were I was born and raised in church. We started mm-hmm. in a Baptist church, then we went to a Christian church, right? So when I look back at my childhood. And I had my own personal Bible. If you, I still own that Bible now. Mm-hmm. You, it's highlighted, all mm-hmm. that stuff, right? But I came to that belief system because of what was passed down to me. But it was also I came to that belief systems in, with the absence of other known belief systems. I did not know there was Buddhism. I mm-hmm. did not know that there right. was Muslim Islam, mm-hmm. Islam. I did not know that there were other options right? yeah. <laughs> of, of faiths out there that I can choose from. And that goes to goes for everything, right? Mm-hmm. And so that is how you politically like all those things are usually an absence of other information right. and knowledge out there. And so I think that what I find is that the more knowledge I have, the more my value system and belief system changes and evolves, right? Because new information gives me different grounding and different perspectives, you, yeah, right. But have you if you think about it, that's crazy. Like we have these belief systems, but we, we're, do, we're creating them or have them with the absence of more knowledge than we actually have ourselves. Yeah. So I, can you think of a couple of things? Because I'll give you some topics okay. and then you tell me if an argument or a debate has come up where someone may have learned something from their parents or when they were a kid that they still believe to be true, but it's not necessarily true, right? Mm-hmm. So for an example, because we've we've touched on religion, we've touched on politics, but let's take health, for example, right? I thought you were going to say Santa Claus. No, <laughs> but do you know, well, Santa Claus, that's a great debate. You know, right. do you give credit to, you know, the fat guy that comes down the chimney or do you say, no, my damn name is going on all those presents because <laughs> well, no, I, I want was, my kids to thank me. I wasn't me. even thinking about it from that standpoint. I was thinking... Like is you, Santa real? You grow up thinking Santa's real, and you uh-huh. get more information. All of a sudden, Santa's not really oh, more. Right? Santa is real. I mean, boys it's and a, girls. Yeah, no, but it's a. It's a, if, sorry if you're listening to this and you have children. You're bad. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan asked Siri when she was six. Exactly. Right. But she had more information. She had so more she information. Changed her perspective. So she changed her perspective. Yeah. And, you know, I know the girls knew for a while, but it was in their best interest to go yeah. with the go with the lie. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was going with. Them. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Santa's still there. Was it Jasmine? Still, she was like, yeah, Oh yeah, I want me. a laptop. What? Right. You're 10. Oh, oh, you guys can't afford it? I'll just ask Santa. But how many people <laughs> have like beliefs like that that right. they keep because it's convenient? Okay, well, let's talk about so, this. Health. Okay. Have you uh, have you or have you not? I feel like we're on a game show. Heard someone say something about health that maybe was told to them when they were younger that's not really true. Yes. Okay. What is it? It's probably uh, the, the same as mine. If you if it's cold outside, you can catch a cold. Oh, that's not a true. good one. Yeah, not yeah, true. Whoever not true. said that lied. They yeah. just want you to put a sweater on. Well, there's on. a million things your parents told you that were not re- like I, the dome light driving in the car at oh. night with the dome light on is illegal. <laughs> you'll get a ticket. Who started that? Like it right. was like our parents' generation. And we that passed it on that. to the kids. Oh yeah, and, and they, they were called like, us you know, out. That's not real. I'm like, what do you mean it's not real? We Google it. It's definitely not illegal. So now I think just for fun, I just drive around with the dome light on sometimes. <laughs> but um, health issues, like, you know, a friend of mine recently was like, well, you know, I come from a big family, so we're just big. It's genetic. And I was like, it's mm. not genetic. No. You genetically eat exactly what you were raised to eat. Right, you have right. the same recipes. You have the same eating habits. You have the same exercise habits. And so that's 
not genetic. That's a learned behavior that's right. been nurtured, right. right? So we had a whole conversation about that, and she was like, "Interesting. Like, I'll have to look that up." I was like, "Please do." <laughs> like, not <laughs> in a be surprised. <laughs> not but, in a condescending but, way, but I'm like, "Girl, you've been walking around your whole life thinking because my family's big, then I have to be big." It's not true. But that's the like it, it, that's a like a small topic that mm -hmm. probably doesn't have a lot of you know angst to talk about. Right. But the unlock that she walks away with is tremendous. Yeah. Right. Just by having that conversation. Right. Here's another one. Yeah. Family issues. I had a great debate the other day with one of my family members mm. and I was, you know, arguing and debating a perspective that was not being received. And I was like, OK, well, just because we've done it you know, so many years for this way doesn't mean that it can't be changed. Like I tried every which way to just like slide in an alternate perspective, wasn't working, got off the phone. And about 10 minutes later, I get a text. <laughs> you know what? I think you're right. Let's let's go ahead and, you know, do what you said to do, because after thinking about I was like, OK, that's I nice. That. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's someone in my family, I'd say that is the most open-minded, like comes across kind of like, this is my perspective, my point, but then always listens and tries it on. And in time they come around, who is that? Mr. Craig Coley. My dad. Yeah. Always. He, he, and he likes a good debate. Yeah. So that's healthy for us. And, I, right? and that's, that's one of the things I really enjoy about him is that we can talk about yeah. anything. No, Nothing's off limits. Sometimes he may get annoyed. I've had time. He yeah, goes, all right, he, that's enough, son. All right, he bye. wakes up in the morning and he's like, you know, I thought about it. And, you know, that's a good perspective. <laughs> yeah, he has like epiphany dreams. Yeah, I but love him. I thought you were going to say, <laughs> I thought you were, when you said family issues, uh -huh. I was like, if you say that because there was trauma with your grandmother oh, and you gosh. were you were a, you were a, and you were an egg in her body and that trauma went to your egg and then the trauma Can we went run to that your... clip i mean courtney <laughs> like, kardashian on the kardashians the other night system. like i was like am i high or is this happening like what she was like did you know that if you your ancestors had trauma they pass it down generation after generation and it becomes your trauma and chloe's like yeah i rebuke that like <laughs> and she goes so wait you mean it? she goes no chloe it's like real it's science like <laughs> it was passed in the womb all of your I'm trauma have to research mom's that. trauma this and that she goes so you're telling me that i put trauma my trauma in my fetus and true has it now like it was so funny and i was like no this is not accurate data and I mean, there's a lot of stuff that would tell you that yeah. that is true, but I don't know how I feel about that. And like family topics, like parenting styles, mm, big one, you right. know, well, I used to get spanked and this and that. And I got to tell you, I've had to change my parenting views uh, many times over the years as a parent. Right. But yeah, I think there's con there should be consequences for kids, right? Those right. look different. Those are debatable. Right. Another topic, though, that people can't seem to like really talk about is like death and grief. Mm. Um, I remember like asking, um, you know, I don't know if it's my grandma, someone like, hey, just out of curiosity, do you have your like affairs in order? And someone was like, that's offensive. Uh, bitch it's not we're all gonna die and we all need so, to make sure someone said it was offensive yeah we won't get into that okay, okay. but like that's <laughs> one of the topics that gets people all worked up oh you're not supposed to talk about it it's taboo right well no we need to talk about it right and then uh here's a good interesting kind of sidebar what in the world when it comes to death and grief let's say that we're married and we are uh -huh. but let's say that one of us dies i'll die 
and you bury me. You bury me, which I don't want to be buried. And when we pay for when you pay for the plot, you also pay for your plot because you're going to go on top of me when you die. Right. And so now you meet another woman, which you can't because I'll come back for you. Mm -hmm. Just kidding. Um, So you meet another woman. You fall in love with her. And now she wants you to be buried with her. Okay. Well, you've already committed to my plot. <laughs> this is a true story. Like one of my girlfriends was telling me that this is like a big issue now. So like our daughters are like, dad, when you die, you're not going to be with mom. Yeah. And you're like, well, I have this new wife and she actually for Christmas bought me a plot and she wants me to be buried with her. What do you do? Like we need to discuss these things. These are things that like. You know, I think we're going to have a, a polygamous gravesite. <laughs> it's going to be like okay. oh my three God. stacked on top. And uh, all the kids are like, I don't want to be buried near them. I don't want to go visit him when you die. I'm never going to your gravesite. So it's like a big issue for this family yeah, right now. Thank yeah, God just it's a, not just our Just get family. cremated and you avoid the whole thing. Right. Okay. Then everybody could have a little bit of you. Uh-huh. Um, the next topic is like social is- issues. Obviously like racism. There's a big issue around Black Lives Matter, the George Floyd thing in 2020, which is when Candace Owens kind of blew up. Gender equality, LGBTQ rights, um, trans, like Mm -hmm. trans rights. There's so many things. I mean, you had a debate the other day with someone about that, right? Like the trans rights around like. Oh, people are just gonna come into the bathroom and like you know. Yeah, and so I, this is per- I was talking to someone and they were, we were having a, a really good dialogue and mm-hmm. debate, and they brought up this concern around, you know, like trans people going into bathrooms and stuff. Right. Like that. And I asked them, I said, "Well, name a situation where something went wrong." Mm-hmm. They couldn't. Right. I said, "Name." Has that ever happened? Has to it you? ever happened to you? Have you ever seen it? Right. And so this is, goes to this thing that it's a non-issue mm-hmm. for the majority of the world, mm-hmm. but we polarize and we make it an issue because we, you know, in a lot of cases we weaponize it for right. political reasons mm-hmm. and all those kind of things. And so um, it was just an interesting conversation to to say, like, you you're worried about something that you know no like there's no record of someone saying oh this has been a problem yeah. right so but that that is one of those things where yeah you can you it, we it's good to have a conversation because i think that person will probably walked away going oh yeah it's not really a big part of my yeah, life like why am i so worried about this then if it's never happened to me it's never happened to anyone that i know it's not a big issue oh maybe the media has made it a big issue and that right. was your argument like right. Are you fearful of something that maybe the media has made an issue right. out of and now you're like spreading it? Like that's part of the propaganda. Yeah, and I and I didn't and I want to make sure like it wasn't about changing right. his perspective on 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 trans rights and all those mm-hmm. kind of things. It was really about like you know, here's a perspective like this yeah. is not this is a Did really non issue. Yeah, yeah. And so it was it a was good, good conversation. Um, another category is like career and job performance. People definitely get like weird about like discussing uh, salaries yep. or, um, you know, struggles in the workplace, conflicts, dissatisfaction with their career. Um, there's a huge debate on like professionalism in the workplace. Mm-hmm. You know, are tattoos acceptable? Well, I hope so because we're covered in tattoos, but. Um, you know, those are big debates. And then one that I think is huge is personal life choices, like mm-hmm. conversations about lifestyle choices. Maybe you want to be child free, you know, women that decide that they don't want to have children. Like, why is it up for debate with other people that shame them? Like, just listen to why she doesn't want to have kids. And right. can't you try on the perspective that? No, she's not going to be 
old and miserable and regretting her decision of not having kids just because you love your kids doesn't right. mean that she has to have kids. 100%. That one drives me nuts. But, um, I, but I also think that marriages, right. like marital status, like some people don't need to be married. They right. don't like the idea of, you know, like what is the word? Um, I don't want to say arranged marriage, right. but like yeah, the Co you know commitment matrimony. Yeah, uh, something like something that. Like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think the big thing too is that like in any however you come out on any of these things, mm -hmm. like it doesn't mean that you cancel that person. Like right. are you are not friends with, just because my friend has this issue when it comes to you know trans right? I'm not going to defriend him because right. of his belief system. I'm hoping that through our conversations and our friendship, you know there's an opportunity to influence. And if there isn't, then that's so be it. Yeah. There are other things that we can talk about. There are other things that we, we can, and we can continue to talk about that mm -hmm. and have and have debate and whatever it is. But I think it's like, it's, it's kind of crazy that like everything, all these topics that you are talking about, however you come out on that dictates who's your friends. Right. Right. You might not have any. <laughs> you may have no right. right. You may not. You're 100 percent right in everything. <laughs> right, but you, you and you refuse to be friends with people who right. think about anything different. And that's the issue. Is like we've heard so many people like, oh, I would never work for that person because you know they vote for Trump. Okay, well, you know that may not be my candidate or your candidate of choice, but also, like, are they a terrible person? Right. Have you ever had a conversation about why? You know. So, so that's the point of this podcast. What are some things that we can do? Um, because we've kind of gone over a bunch of different scenarios where you might need to have dialogue instead of debate or instead of, you know, just kind of agree to disagree. Yeah. And so we want to challenge you to, to take these, these 10 things and like find someone that, you know, disagrees mm -hmm. with you or you disagree with them and, and just have open up a dialogue. And so I think the first thing is, in order for anything to, 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 you know, transpire in this process of trying to connect with people who, who you normally disagree with, you gotta have, you gotta have active listening. Mm -hmm. It's like the foundation, um, of understanding. And I think listening with care, um, shows other people that their perspective, uh, about the world, um, matters and has met merit. Okay. So that, that's number one. Number Love two it. is empathy. Um, you have to see other people's perspective, try it on. And you do that by using curiosity to better understand how they arrived at this opinion or mm -hmm. this value system or belief. Okay. And sometimes, like you, you've been reading a lot of memoirs, sometimes you read someone's story and you go, I get it. Right. I see how they got there. Mm -hmm. I probably would have got there too. Right. Right. And so that is a, a, an important thing to really, um, to really think about. The other part is self-regulation. And is so this three? is- Number three, mm -hmm. uh, self-regulation. And so this is the emotional intelligence piece. This is managing your emotions because... Not getting all damn worked up. Yeah, mm -hmm. anticipate that if you're going to talk about something, you're probably, you're going to get triggered and you have to find ways to subdue your, your, your emotions. You know, somehow. triggered, when people say, I'm so triggered by that, it's not, a f it's not like a, a green light for you to say, my switch is flipped and now I'm going to lose right. my mind. <laughs> It's like your job is to identify what your triggers are right? and also prepare to self-regulate when you identify that it's something has been triggered, right? right? So if someone talks about, you know, anything uh, like abusing children, trigger for me, mm -hmm. right? But I'm not going to lose my shit on you. I'm right. just going to be like, okay, I have to emotionally regulate myself right now and see and understand and like, 
take it in. And so you got to identify what triggers you have. Yeah. And that, right now you see, I, for most people who, who did not vote for Trump, when you see a red hat, immediately you go, what does it say on there? Mm-hmm. Right. Because <laughs> people get triggered by yeah. it. Right. And so like you got to manage that because I think that that's super important. Mm-hmm. Number four is uh, open communication. So what that means is expressing your feelings effectively and effectively is the key word. Explain how you feel about the perspective without using words that damages the respect. Mm-hmm. And so I think you can say, hey, I got to tell you, you know, just as an example, when I see make the world, uh, you know, what is it? Make, make the, the world, world a better place. No, like, what is that slogan? For you to, 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 and <laughs> for me and the entire human race. Oh, make America great. Oh, again, MAGA. Right? Yeah, make America great again. Like, you have to tell people, I got to tell you that it feels like you're trying to take us back to a place where yeah. you know, me as a black man, mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't in a really good spot. Right. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I didn't have a lot of rights, you uh-huh. know, or are you talking about that point in time right. in America? Right. And so like, what? I think, I yeah. think that saying that open communication to someone who firmly believes they want to make America great again, gives them a perspective to go, Oh, I want to tell you, that's not what I'm yeah, talking about. Not, yeah. Right. And so it just kind of gives them that place of saying, Oh, I just want to make sure we are open about mm-hmm. that's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. You can tell me how you feel about it or what right. your intentions are by, by representing it. Got it. Number five is respectful disagreement. So agreeing to disagree, right? Like we talked about, mm-hmm. uh, but be vocal, I think with non-starters. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, the goal is not to have non-starters, but I think you have to tell people, hey, I'm going to tell you like this thing here. I just I'm not going to move on because and, and explain mm-hmm. how you got there and yeah. what it is. I've done research. I've right. got a Ph.D. in this. I wrote a thesis on this. Like there's really nothing you can tell me that would sway me. Like I'm like I'm or yeah, or sway me or there's a perspective around this that I just think that, you know, I can't move off of mm-hmm. right now. But let's talk about our common ground so mm-hmm. that we can, you know, talk about. And then I think the best way to say is, I know the non-starter for you is your religion, mm-hmm. your faith. Mm-hmm. And so we won't go there. Yeah. Or like, and I, you know, so whatever that may be, I think you have to vocalize that. Mm-hmm. Number six is self-reflection. Mm-hmm. Understand your role in, in, the, in the conflict. This is an opportunity for you to exercise deep awareness um, that you that you yourself have come to perspective or an opinion based on your own experiences. And so I think that when, and that kind of leads into like the empathy, but knowing I know I got here because <laughs> I was born here. I was taught this, yeah. this is what my experience is. That person has a totally different experience mm-hmm. in how they got there. And I think that requires respect. I think that's one of the <laughs> most important though, is like to understand you have a perspective based on your experiences in the world. Right. Period. You know, like I, I think the world is generally a good place. I I think people are generally good people based on my experience and the way that I view the world. Are there bad things that happen? Yes. But do I think the world is a scary place to live? Not necessarily because most days I get to walk down the street and, you know, and obviously that depends where you're raised and all that stuff, where, where you live. But for the most part, like people put on these like beliefs but you fail to realize like it's because of your experience yeah and i think i always have to remind myself because i can i feel like i could be really charged like this is the stuff i I, i've been studying this i know this stuff but also keep in mind the map is not the territory And Mm -hmm. and what that means is that even your perspective is simply a map of your interpretation Mm -hmm. of something 
but not the actual reality. Right. Right. And so I think that that's the thing that you have to make sure you keep in mind. Yep. Number seven is patience, giving time and space when needed. Sometimes gaining understanding or even influencing someone can take time and nurturing the relationship. hundred percent. Number eight is apologize and forgiveness, healing and moving forward. You're human. You're going to say something that's offend, that offends someone at some point in the relationship or in the conversation. And so you have to be ready to forgive and you also have to be ready to give get grace. Mm-hmm. And so you may have a conversation with someone for the first time about politics, religion, whatever it is that's a hot topic for you. And they may not know how to communicate it in, in a really effective way. And so you have to be ready to give them grace. Well, you could share this push podcast with 100%. them. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Uh, number nine, which I think I, is to me, number one, humor, mm-hmm. lighten the mood. Yeah. One of the most important things we can do is, is make light of our differences. Um, it's what we love com- com- comedians yeah. for, right? My stepmom, Robin, that's like her go-to. Like when I became a parent, she said, just always remember to infuse humor. Yeah. And she's like, why do you think I used to tell like the kids, you know, oh, well, you're definitely not my favorite today, (laughs) you know, or like, I remember my brother, Jared, no fair. She gets to do that. And she's like, well, obviously she's my favorite. That's why I'm letting her (laughs) like just always finding a way to like, you're just, just find humor in it. You know, I love that. Mm -hmm. And the last one, um, which is, is, is very similar to what we're doing is support networks, leaning on other people's perspective. So we hope that this podcast gives you a perspective um, that opens you up to have dialogue that you normally would not have. And don't be afraid to ask people about your perspective to check your thinking. Yeah. And I think that that's a thing that I don't, I don't think a lot of people do. I want to do more often is to say, here's how I'm thinking about this, Mm -hmm. right? Am I thinking about this right? What am I missing? Mm -hmm. What's, what's the perspective you have? Are you seeing it very similar to this? Um, and that could be not necessarily with the per- person that you may not be agreeing with that you have a relationship. Uh, it would be with someone else to mm-hmm. check. You're like, hey, this is what this person said. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And I think that could be really effective. Yeah, I love it. And I mean, I guess the thing is that we want to leave our listeners with like a challenge, like reflect on your daily conversations. How often do you find yourself trying to win an argument rather than, you know, understand. Mm -hmm. And so we have a thing that we say that it's like, don't fight to be right, fight to get it right. Right. And if you're trying to get it right, I think that eliminates a lot of the like you yelling and trying to push your perspective down someone's throat. You just like, we're trying to get it right here. What is right? You know, and that's, that comes from open dialogue and like good, good communication. Um, and then just like, can you recall a time I'm asking you this question, Me? Edward, Okay. can you recall a time when some sort of dialogue with a friend, a coworker, something opened your mind to a new perspective? Mm. I feel like for me, the answer to that is every one of these books opens my mind to some sort of new perspective. Um, and I think books give you the language that maybe sometimes you don't have to put the perspective into words that make sense that just shifts everything for you. Yeah. So what's yours? Uh, I, I agree. I think you said uh, someone I worked with. Yeah. Let's say a coworker or a friend, family member. Yeah. Like I think I, I can't remember a specific time, but I would say collectively what I have learned uh, just being in leadership is that I, I think I would, I used to think that people just didn't care. 
And I think that at some point they get to a place of indifference. But what I found is that majority of people want to do well. Mm -hmm. They want to do good work. They want to show up really well. At some point, they got lost. Yeah. Right. And so um, I think that perspective over time, I've I've come to that perspective. I did not always believe that. Yeah. So I love that. So I hope this episode was helpful in helping you have better dialogue um, or debates in a respectful way. Yeah. And, you know, I think that the categories that we mentioned earlier, it, it's really good to like go back and ask yourself, like, do I hold perspectives that are uniquely mine because of my experiences? And can I still hold these perspectives if I think they're true, but also try on another perspective that might belong to someone else? It's yeah. like an outfit. Like, yep. just try it on. It might not fit. That's okay. Try yep. it on. Have conversations with people that, um, you know, you know, you disagree with, mm -hmm. but have a relationship with them as well. Yeah. Um, don't, you know, you know, cast people away because they believe something different. Read books that you don't, that you know by the cover, by the description that you would disagree with. Listen to podcasts yeah. that you, like, I think that those things, you want to immerse yourself with those things um, so that it just makes you a more well-rounded person. Yes. So. Um, if this episode was helpful, please take a couple minutes to share it with some friends. And subscribe, yo. Yeah, definitely subscribe to the Push Podcast. But share it with some friends because I think that if you're like us in 2024 and every other year, we want to have meaningful relationships that you have deep conversations. Yeah. And, you know, I think those create really amazing connections. And so as we get older, those are things that are really important to us. And so we're just going to challenge you guys. Find some friends that you disagree with. Spark some challenging debates. Um, and I think it's just good conversation starters. So share this with a friend. Let us know what you think. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time push through